the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We got a very special episode for you guys. It's mid-November. The leaves are turning. There's a nip in the air. We're 14 games through the Premier League season, and that could only mean one thing, Patrick. It's World Cup season, baby. Yeah, and typically when we break for the World Cup, they, they crown a, a champion in the Premier League. So the fix is in already this year, James, not giving it to Arsenal, but we'll get back into it in a little yeah. over a month's time for yeah. now. Real stop the count vibes coming from the Arsenal admin. It's the greatest, it's the greatest show <laughs> in Qatar. But let's not get off on the Gooners because it would be rude to do that with guests. We got two guests on the pod. We're going to dissect it all together here on this very special World Cup episode of Prem de la Prem. We're going to do brackets. We're going to do boomers. We're going to do busters. And we're going to do it with two very special friends of ours. Lads, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, just a word about yourself, uh, the team or teams that you're going to support in Qatar, and what the World Cup means to you. Why don't we start with Thomas? What's up, everybody? Thomas, I think you might know me as the resident Spurs guy. Uh, I, I uh, am an American and an Austrian, so I don't have a, I don't usually have a too good of a time at these World Cups, but uh, I'll definitely be going for the uh, red, white, and blue, and then, I don't know, pick up, pick up a vibe team. Kind of hoping, hoping to see Messi do well, and you know, got got to give it to the Danes this time too. I, I, mm. I just, I feel like that could be a, that could be a fun team to get behind. So. Right, Team Erickson. Uh, you you didn't mention what the World Cup means to you, please. In general, or just uh, this time around? I think this is an extra special one. Um, I think it's one that we can all enjoy guilt free, and I think that's the most important part. So I, I'm very excited for it. Oh, you're excited for this World Cup? Yeah. What is there anything I should know? No, it's just interesting that you would say that. Yeah, Colin. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we move over to you? Howdy, howdy, Prem heads. My name's Colin. Um, I am fellow Manchester United uh, fan to James, also known as James's Squire. Uh, I am also an American, uh, but I am also German and Irish. Um, mainly for the German, I mainly follow the German squad because they are way better than the Irish squad. Um, so we're kind of hoping for a deep run there. To take uh, alert, I uh, naturally have a very strong european enemies uh one is also in this chat um the english mainly. as a german fan historically as a german speaking. as a histor- as a historic german fan um so there will be a lot of uh there will be a lot of back and know? forth i believe um so uh yeah and the uh the world cup um it means a lot to me um far back uh the nice uh nice warm summers uh, to watch some World Cup, but now I get to watch it with some hot coffee, and uh, I'm not very happy about it. But here we are. Here we are. Beautiful. Well, two different vibes. <laughs> yeah, two two very different vibes going into it. I mean, Pat, we were talking about this offline, but what is the moment in which you can start to feel excited about the Qatar World Cup? Um, it's hard to say I'm on Thomas levels at this point, but I think... 
when we're firing up three lines on Spotify. Um, we got a, a real barn burner Qatar Ecuador to kick us off. I don't even know who's going to be on the poster of that game, but it can't be a household name. Maybe maybe that's when I'll start to feel the excitement. Yeah, well, the World Cup. I don't. They, they put something in the balls every World Cup. So there's the first banger for me is gonna is gonna get me into the World Cup. They always got such great goals. Yeah, we never found out what was in that Jabalani. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The Forlan is happy. <laughs> Very happy. Whatever they put in it. The Jabalani merchant made a full <laughs> career on the international stage. All right, fellas. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Let's go group by group. Talk about who we see progressing, who we see faltering, and then we'll get into our deeper rounds. Group A, we're looking at Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, Qatar. Uh, are we all in agreement here about the Netherlands topping the group? Why don't we, why don't we start it there? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lead the way on this one. Um, I would say yes, uh, the Netherlands would top the group. I think uh, it might be a little shaky um, because this is their first World Cup in almost eight years. Um, so I think, uh, I think it might be a little shaky for them, but I think once they find their footing, um, they'll be able to pretty much steamroll uh, Ecuador, Qatar. Uh, I think Senegal would probably be a good uh, number two. Uh, it just kind of all depends how uh, Mane is going to be, if he's going to be healthy or not. Um, so I think Senegal-Netherlands will be an actual, a, a nice cracker of a game. Um, do we know when that happens? Is that like an early group game or is that like a later group game? I don't know. We don't know. Happens. <laughs> all right. I got it. It's it's the first. It's... Uh, What's the opener? Yeah, it's the opener. It's oh, on Monday. It's all on right, Monday, right well, out the gates, baby. I th- I think that answers Pat's uh, question for a banger on the first. Uh, yeah. the, the opening of the maybe not the opening game, don't, but definitely the opening round. Uh, don't forget, it's the return of horny football. To it the is the return stage. of horny football. Yeah, maybe we'll see some sick diving headers. I don't know. That'd be that's that's gonna be a gr- a great cracker of a game. If Von Hall's dropping trout in the dressing room, then I think. <laughs> I think the Dutch have a good chance to go top, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the vibe is with them. I feel like they're on some hand you're like they're really good and they could be really good. There's like there's a like a, a cast of characters you wouldn't think. Probably on paper, not this not the strongest Dutch team you've seen, but I don't know. I could see them getting frustrated by by some pluckier sides. I'd, I'd imagine Ecuador and Qatar give them give them a tough game. And like we like Colin was saying, if, if Senegal is is firing with money, then I think they they could they could give a run for. For, for top of the group. I'm not I'm not willing just to give it to the Dutch that easily. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, they're good If they all come out with just raging boners, you know, <laughs> as they're all singing the national anthem, we know we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, what do you think inspired Tim Cruel all those years ago to save those penalty kicks? Just just the image of Louis Van Hall just in the dressing room, just locked in on his brain. Didn't see anything <laughs> else. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I think Netherlands, Senegal are the top two teams in this group. Ecuador is, you know, coming out of Comitable is no easy task. So I feel like Ecuador is one of those teams that, I don't know, like I could name too many of their players. What kind of dark arts have they been cooking up through that qualifying speaking, round? Speaking of dark arts, the thing for me to watch is what kind of home cooking do we got with Qatar. We already know they're willing to do just about anything. Not even, this is just in general, they're willing to do just about anything. But then on top of that, to win the World Cup, and then now, on home soil, not even 
you're not allowed to have premarital sex during the World Cup. I don't know what that's about, but that's got to be the Qatari's, Qatari's um, benefit, you know, just enforcing that upon these other teams. Maybe especially the Dutch, they're extra horny because they can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. A little role reversal. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. How, uh, how full do you think we, these stadiums are going to be when Qatar plays? Packed. You think so? Uh, millions. Millions are descending on Qatar. I still, it's still a World Cup. Yeah, that's true. It's still a World Cup. Yeah, okay. You're going to get a lot of orange there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Netherlands-Senegal. No disrespect to the commendable survivors, but I will say I think Senegal will get to this later, but I'm probably giving them the most credit of, of, of teams that are coming from Africa to this tournament. Um, Mane, what kind of shape is he going to be in, like you said? Koulibaly. Got a little shaken up with Chelsea the last game. And we're rolling right into it. Like, the, the, this game, yeah. their first game's a week from today. So, maybe we'll get a little surprised with, with how uh, shaken up they are going into it. Should we drop over to Group B? I think we got a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about the here. The pond. Uh-huh. This is the geopolitical gumbo that is England, Iran, the U.S., and Wales. Lots of axes to grind here. Rob Green is going to be watching this one with full intent. Who wants to kick this one off? See what's shaping up here. Thomas, you said you were going to be pulling for the old the stars and stripes, so why don't you let us know where you where you see them finishing? I mean, obviously top of the group, no question. <laughs> Big Burhalter stand. <laughs> Big Triple oh, G guy. Look, if you're not dropping trow, at least have the kicks to get the to get the guys fired up. I think this is a tough one. I think, like, on paper, obviously, England's probably the best team in the group. You'd expect them to go top. But then you've kind of got, I'd say, three sides, U.S., uh, Wales, Iran. Like, all kind of plucky. You could see them having to, uh, you know, giving the team a tough run on their day. Wales has got bail. You know, not sure how many minutes he's going to go, but as he's shown, doesn't necessarily need minutes to make an impact. Um, still banging in the goals. And, you know, tournament like this, that's, that's probably going to make a difference. And then... You know, you just imagine with, you know, what's happening in Iran. That's a team that's always given a good account of itself on the world stage. But that's not going to be an easy game for anyone. Um, motion's running high there. So I think it'll – I could see a team with quite a few draws kind of getting in their second. I think the, I think the U.S., the boys will do it. But I think it'll be – it'll go down to the last day and it's not going to be easy. So I think I've got England and the U.S. coming out of this one. Good on you. That's one in the USA column. Real Anglo vibes from Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, you're a known uh, disputer of the American game. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is just me challenging them to be different than what I've seen. Rise but up. This, is, this has been a completely uninspired team throughout all of, all of qualifiers. Uh, they look pretty clueless when they set up. They don't seem to have much of an identity. And to Thomas's point, I think that there's no – this is one of those groups where I agree. I think England is – England's the out-and-out number one. They're one of the group for me. On paper. Uh, yeah. They, they'll they find a way to make every game close, right? But they'll I think that they'll eke out a win. The depth in their quality is just, is just too good. But Iran, as Thomas said, very good at the world stage. Uh, very, very difficult to break down defensively. Two pretty strong forwards on that side. Mm-hmm. Wales hasn't been in, what, like 80-some-odd years. And so they're going to come with it. They've got a decent number of players in there. Harry Wilson, Dan James. Uh, what's, what's the 
Joe Allen's probably still kicking in that midfield, isn't he? So I don't the, know how good the they big are. fucker. Keep for yeah. more. No That's love for right. Ben Davies. Come on, man. Oh, I was Joe, Joe Rodin. I was, going, I was going top to bottom. I was going top to bottom. Right, we got right. some. We got some Spurs alumni uh, up in this Welsh team. And so I think that they're going to come with an energy. You know, Bale's just yeah. He's just he's just surviving here. I was heard he wasn't allowed to golf uh, in Qatar. He, he was given explicit instructions, not allowed to golf. And so I just think the USA are just a little chaotic. I think on paper they should be finishing second here, but I don't think they do it. I really I think they finished dead last. I just don't think they have it. They're too chaotic. And they're going up against teams that have enough stability. So I, I, I think that they flail uh, they, they flail around in there, get knocked out early. I hope they don't. I hope they call my bluff, but that's how I see it happening. What is it you see happening exactly? I see England, Iran, Wales, USA, in that order. England and Iran out of the out of the stage. Mm. I think Iran Spicy. I think Iran might get through unbeaten. I think that they've got the best chance to get points off England with a draw. Because they've done so against oh, yeah. Portugal. One nil loss to both Spain and Argentina in the last two World Cups as well. So uh, we know how much Southgate loves suffer ball, and Carlos Quiero's is the inventor of the dull nil nil. So England Iran to kick off the tournament. Get ready to be disappointed. Yeah, that's got <laughs> zero, zero zero written all over it. Yeah, it really does. Call. How are you seeing this one? Well, playing just... both sides, U.S. Germany. With, with the <laughs> aforementioned historical battle lines being drawn. Hey, what can I say? Um, just looking at all these groups, I mean, there's probably there's probably other better groups that you could probably say would be the group of death. But me personally, I would probably have to say group B would be the group of death. At least <laughs> the group of spiciness, you know? <laughs> So you're gonna have to elaborate on that the one. The group of the hottest hot sauce. The the group of just atomic ghost pepper spiciness. The narrative FC. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very interesting one. I feel like um, since the USA missed out on the last World Cup, uh, a lot like the Netherlands, they got something to prove. Um, unfortunately, I might have to lean more with Patrick on this one. I think. I think they're going to be trying a little too hard. Um, I think Bearhalter has, he's got himself a good solid group. Um, they've had some good results, but they've also had some like really bad or, you know, maybe not so much bad, but just kind of disappointing um, results. Um, just things that they just look just straight up bad. And then they've just getting lucky. So I don't know. USA is going to be kind of, kind of awkward. Um um, I think England tops the group. Uh, I think England has the quality. I don't think England will be fun to watch whatsoever, but I think that much like the Euro uh, Euro 2020 that was played in 2021, uh, I think they're just going to grind out some wins. Um, I don't think the USA will be able to um, grind it out with England. Um, Iran will be pretty tough. Um, and I just think that when it comes down to USA Wales, USA is going to try and try and make a statement and get out and get on Wales. But I just think Wales will just going to beat them on the counter. Um, I'm going to have to go with England, uh, England, Wales, Iran, USA. Um, I don't see USA making it out of this group. Bottom feeding. Gonna, yeah. I just think that they're going to be trying way too hard, and I think they're just going to either get caught on the counter mm. or the 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 triple G. Uh, strategy uh, is just not going to come to fruition. Um, they open with Wales. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a must win game for me for yeah. USA in this in this group. I just think opener. 
I just think that Greg is going to have him coming out firing on all cylinders, and Wales is just going to sit back and counter with with Dan James. Um, and I mean, even you LAFC boys should know better uh, than to discount uh, Bale. Bale's going to come in late, and he's the just dude gonna... lives for moments. He does. He really does. And I think yeah. uh, I think if he's not starting. Uh, he probably will, uh, but I think if he's not starting, he'll come on and he'll make an instant uh, impact. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think for the, for the U.S., I think it's just going to be really tough to get out of it. Um, but, yeah, I'm going – what did I say? England, Wales, Iran, USA? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it'll yeah. be tough for them. Interesting. Well, to round it out, fellas, I'm going to give you the James Burton methodology, which is going to reappear many times later in this episode, which is disrespect by way of ignorance. So I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Iran. I don't. I don't frankly, frankly care for their footballing philosophy. Uh, I, I did peer review my sources, and I saw that they were the lowest in the FIFA rankings. So FIFA and I are like-minded in that sense. Out of this group, it is very close. USA, Wales, and Iran are all pretty bunched together in the in like around the twenties. Uh, but I've got Iran at the bottom. Prove me wrong. Uh, USA, I agree. I don't think they're going to make it. I think quality-wise, they're pretty close to Wales, but I do think Wales, Pat, to your point, has a bit of a better sense of identity and togetherness and belief in the coach, um, which I can't say I see out of their affinity to Bearhalter. And I'm not saying England's going to be good this tournament, but I am saying they're going to finish top of the group. Yeah, it's also just the uh, not winning consecutive games in a CONCACAF qualifying it just hits a little different than making it out of UEFA. It's just different. Time to time to step up and be counted. Group C, fellas. Group C. This one's got a nice bit of uh, diversity in this one. We got four continents represented in Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Um, I think one and four are pretty nailed on, and we can have a nice good discussion about two and three. How are we feeling? that. Colin, why don't we go back around this way? Let's hear let's hear your takes on what to look out for in Group C. Yeah, so I guess this would be a, another argument for uh, a group of death, uh, Argentina, Mexico, <laughs> Poland. I want you to go through the whole bracket saying, now this is the group of death. Hey, I'm going to probably be saying that a lot for a lot of these groups. So I'm just going to be ordering – I'm just going to be – laying them out on order of spiciness for, uh, for for colin if he had trouble picking the order it's a group of death <laughs> yeah until now what we got here is a habanero bracket. until group d and then that'll be my next group of death so we'll just <laughs> we're just going to be knocking them off uh no i think i think it's pretty obvious here i think it's going to be argentina on top um the second place will be it'll, it'll be tough it's kind of a toss-up um i think poland is kind of on the edge of their uh I guess golden generation. A lot of really talented players are kind of starting to hit the uh, hit the last legs of their strides. Um, I think Mexico is also bringing up a lot of younger uh, younger players as well. Um, that's going to be tough for me. I would probably have to say Argentina, Mexico. I think Mexico is just going to shit house a lot of wins in this group. Um, they might even shit house a tie against Argentina because that's just what Mexico is. Um, weren't they in the group together do? last time around or am I mistaken? Oh no, it was Mexico, Germany. They got the, big yeah, Mexico, against, Germany, right? yeah. uh, and South Korea. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. So, and then Mexico, Mexico and, um, uh, who else was in that group? 
I can't even remember. But uh but yeah, Mexico Mexico went on um in that group when I don't even think that they were 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 planned to do so. So they just they just they just know how to grind out wins and just shit house their way down down out of the groups and down the bracket. So I'm gonna say Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and then Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty in agreement on one and one and four uh as well. That's the battle between second and third. I'm going Poland over Mexico in spite of what that's what my heart is telling me to do. I don't know if that's just as a USA fan. I got to try and kick Mexico down with us. If we're not going to qualify, neither can, neither can they. But Mexico typically performs relatively well at the World Cup. I think they actually have made it out of. Uh, I don't. They actually didn't make it out last time around, but up yeah. until then, I think they made it out of five consecutive group stages leading up until the last World Cup in Poland was out by the time they played their third group game. I feel like Lewandowski and co. just haven't really performed on the world stage. Uh, didn't qualify the previous time. But this does feel like one last dance for Lewandowski, certainly in his prime. And I feel like he's going to have himself a performance or two. Feels like a Hattie against Saudi Arabia kind of kind of mood. And then, I mean, the, 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 the group for me comes down to the game against Poland and Mexico. I think Argentina's on nine points, Saudi Arabia's on zero. So however those, whether it's goal differential in a draw or... Sure. Whoever wins that game, that's that's the game of the group. Literally nothing else matters here. Watch Messi if you want. I'll be doing it, but it's pretty pretty much sorted outside of that one game for me. Yeah, I got to agree with what you guys are saying. Um, I, I'm probably going to lean towards Colin on this one, going with Mexico's other, other team out. I feel like they just always show up big at World Cups. They'll go toe-to-toe. I think there's just been so many games over the years. Again, this is nothing to do with the current squad, but – Remember some of those thrillers they had with Argentina like years back? They just they seem to just turn it up, and even if they're they're a mess going into the tournaments or whatever, their quality shines through. And you just have to admit they usually do have mm-hmm. they do have that quality. And I think I think they'll pull it together. I think I'm not super versed on this Poland team, but from things I've kind of gathered and I've heard from a friend who is Polish, is this is like the least excitement there's been around that team. Um, and obviously in the tournaments they step. So this is this is my expert knowledge. Uh, from a sample size of one, but I think, I think Lewandowski's just, I just don't know if they have the team around him and they've had better players supporting him in, mm-hmm. in the past. I just don't know how good they really are. And I think Mexico's probably, probably going to be the better side, but I think that game between those two will be very decisive. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you've got the second best player in the group in Lewandowski, who's going to be playing for Poland, but I, I agree. I think teams built around one man tend to tend to fail at the World Cup. Like I don't remember Zlatan ever really making a huge impact at a major tournament, um, being the the focal point of like a Sweden team. That might not be the perfect corollary, but there is something about this Mexico team that feels like it has more recognizable players who've been playing together with Tata Martino for a while. Pat, you mentioned their success rate coming out of the group, albeit not in this most recent one. And I gotta give them a slight edge to come in second. Um giving them bragging rights over the U.S. as a team who made it out of the group and got promptly knocked out in the round of 16. High yeah, on. I think they also had, for what it's worth, five straight round of 16 exits as well. They hadn't won in the knockouts. Yeah. this. I mean, this is the CONCACAF calling card. Shout out Arn Robin, hooking it up. Uh, <laughs> what was that in Brazil? Right. Uh, but, but yeah, that's also the Mexico-Poland is the opening opening round for this group as well, that fixture. So we might be sorted very, very quickly into this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right moving on to group d fellas 
Uh, one. Pat, why don't you open it up? Set the stage. Yeah. So, what is it now? Four, four straight World Cups where the previous winner has not made it out of the the group stage of the next World Cup. It's pretty wild. So here we have France. Uh, it is, it's a crazy statistic, and I think it does speak to how difficult it is. Squad turnover, maybe you bring in some people you shouldn't. But they did turn over the squad a little bit. New midfielder, Benzema back into the side. A lot of new players into defense. Uh, but also this France, this France side just seems to have a little bit of a swirl around it in a negative sense. So they're in here with Denmark, a team that performed mostly well at the Euro, uh, minus one catastrophic incidents, which is now a thing of the past. So we're looking forward to Ericsson's return to the world stage. Uh, Tunisia and Australia, two teams we're kind of accustomed to seeing in the World Cup, but not really accustomed to seeing perform that well. Thomas, I'm going to throw it to you first. Are France in danger here, or do you think they're going to buck the trend, make it out of this group? Do you think they top the group over the Danes or others, if this is an open question? I think they're going to buck the trend. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about in this team. I think they look strong throughout the pitch. They have they have good depth, so even if there's issue with that midfield, I like what they can do. I know they're missing uh, Pogba and Conte in the middle there, but they've got a lot of players coming in I think they can fill. I love Kovaminga from uh, Madrid mm-hmm. as well. I know he's not slated to start, but they have a lot of depth. Um, I think we should, we've all learned not to bet against Benzema at this point, so having him in there I think makes a huge difference for them. I, I could, in a weird way, I kind of, don't know if they if, if they're the kind of team that starts to struggle, I don't actually see them like I could see then the wheels falling off. So I kind of almost see them surprising people and kind of properly topping out the group. But I do think the Danes are going to be very, very good as well. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they completely buck the trend on this one, which is maybe an easy thing to say. But yeah, it's, I feel like with them, it's either they get rolling or if the wheels do fall off, maybe maybe it's it's not like one of those. They fight their way through on six points kind of thing. Yeah. They did take Matteo Ganduzzi. Yeah. Let's just remember that. He is on the plane. He's in Qatar. He'll be on the bench. They call him a spark plug. He's, re- he's ready to melt down. He's got that number 26 jersey locked down, doesn't he? <laughs> I think he asked for 29. I don't want that. Just flip it upside down. Make it fit. Uh, well, I think it's an emerging theme that we're only talking about France and Denmark. Denmark, a dodgy penalty away from making it to the Euro finals last year. Phenomenal team. You can right. you can sense a bit of galvanism around Christian Eriksen making his return. Casper uh, Schmeichel is going to emerge back into our, a lot of our lives as Prem de la Prem followers and listeners. They got a really great squad. But let's talk about France for a second. All the, all the talk is about Pogba and Conte not going. Uh, they've got two midfielders by the name of Chuameni and Kamavinga who play for a small club named Real Madrid. And they've got two of the most amazing forwards in the world leading their line and a pretty stellar back line as well. So I'm not worried about France. They have pedigree. I, it might be one of the most mind-blowing stats in sports, Patrick, that one that you read of, of winners not making out of the group for four consecutive turns. Um, I do think that stops here. Um so France and Denmark for me, Colin, any, any spicy takes in this group of death? Realistically, yes. I do see France making it out. Even if they do get a little rocky um, in a couple of their games, I just think that they have way too much quality um, to let that kind of stop them from getting out of the group at the very minimum. Uh, that's my realistic take. My German in me 
really, really thinks Easy that now. this France team is going to just crash and burn. Um, I think a lot of people are forgetting all the drama that has been swirling around these last couple of months just because it's all been overshadowed uh, with what's happening with the Portugal national team in the last 12 hours, 12 <laughs> to 24 hours. Um, you know, I feel I think, like we're going to have a I segment think, within the segment when we get to that group. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. So yeah, I think I think realistically, I think France does buck the trend, as Thomas said. Um, I think Denmark just has you know great national pride. Um, they all fight hard. Uh, I think the addition of Christian Eriksen, hopefully not having a heart attack, um, really brings this team back to life. You know, pun or not pun. <laughs> Sorry to all of our Danish listeners. Um, so yeah, I think I think it'll be France Denmark coming out of it. Um uh but again, my German side says that that I hope yeah. France crashes and burns and continues um for a sixth straight World Cup that the uh, the winners do not make it out of the uh, the group stage. Yeah, Colin, you're following in Taylor Twelman's footsteps when he was commenting on Man United's Carabao Cup game with Ericsson and the team and he goes, Talk about a guy that's got a new lease on life, am I right? <laughs> it's like very very morbid. In a very literal sense. <laughs> Um, we haven't, we haven't said anything about Tunisia at Australia and it's probably going to be academic, but do you guys have anything to say about these two teams? Nope. Nope. Didn't really do my homework. So the, can't really soccer much. Dis, I think di- disrespect via ignorance. I think for the round table here, <laughs> I think when they play each other, I think it will be, you know, I think it will be a solid game, but I just don't think that they're going to do well against either Denmark or here's one. Does anybody have, um, Denmark top in France? Ooh. Good question. No. Ooh. Okay. I think they no. will. Most th- recent, we will note the most recent game each of these two teams played was against each other in the Nations League. Denmark won that game two 0 against a pretty solid French so, side. So I think it's going to so be France is a due. good game. No, I'd say they're just worse. <laughs> well, we're going head to head. France on, doesn't have Hoiberg, James. Come on. We're going head to head on this one. Eskipi <laughs> Uh All right. Let's just say less about Tunisia and the Socceroos. Mm-hmm. Group E, um, I think it's going to be a tr- it's going to be a trend that I am thoroughly disrespecting the Middle East and Asia in in all <laughs> in all of my selections here. Big Europe that's, guy, that's on brand for you, James. <laughs> I don't know what that's meant to mean. <laughs> You'll see my voting record is flawless. Uh, group E, Colin, does this does this smack of a group of death for you? Uh, Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, Japan. Uh, I think this has like the spiciness level of a glass of milk. Um, I think this group is pretty straightforward. Um, the the surely the, the, the game only... of the group stage. No, oh no, sorry, that's that's oh. Uruguay. That's Uruguay, uh, Ghana. That's game of the group stage. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's the game. That's the game right there. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I think it would be an obvious. Um, Germany and Spain getting out of the group. Um, I also said that last World Cup, and I was, uh, to my demise, very, very disappointed. Um, I think Germany has a really young squad, and they're still trying to f- figure out their footing. Um, I think the lack of just a out-and-out number nine really kind of hurts in some of these big tournament games. Uh, I know Germany has done it before, but I just think they've also had a lot more experience and a lot more... Um, skill behind the number nine to allow 
the lack thereof to to prosper. Um, I think Spain. <laughs> I kind of watched the uh, the Spain announcement uh, squad announcement, which was just very very bizarre. Uh, Luis Enrique out on a stage by himself, just like pulling out like it was almost Steve like he was Jobs pulling style. out. Yeah, it was like he was pulling out names out of a hat and like like reading them, and then they would all pop up behind him. And I was just like, "This is just weird. Just give us a list, man." Um, I think Spain. Spain always has quality. You know, they falter every now and then, but there's you, you can't really count Spain out. Um, I think. I think hmm, this would be tough. I think it would be. I would go with Spain on top. Germany coming out second. I think Spain and Germany will tie each other, and then it'll probably go to whatever the tiebreaker is. I think it's goal differentials, uh, depending on who who or which is who decides who goes up top and who's on second. Um, I think Japan will. I just don't know much about Japan, so I can't really make a best educated guess at the least. So. I don't know, and I and Costa Rica, they're they're pretty solid, but I you know I don't I just I don't know I just don't know m- much about them, but I think the obvious is that it's going to be Germany Spain coming out of the group. See, I got them both coming out of the group as well, though I'm not so sure it's obvious. I think Costa Rica is going to get smacked around. Got smacked around in the last World Cup. I think it's going to happen again. This isn't Kaylor Nod. This is fairy tale anymore. Ryan Ruiz is at home. It's over. They had a good run in Brazil. Generation is done. It's over. <laughs> Japan, however, Japan, Thomas, you're talking about plucky sides. Japan is one of them. Japan uh, you know, nearly nearly knocked out uh, Belgium. Pretty epic game in the round of 16 uh, in Russia. Sight of one of Patrick's favorite. Uh, oh, sorry. Best oh. goal of all time. Yes, thank People you. People don't forget. For putting some respect on it. Yeah. <sighs> clinical counter. Clinical counter. Lukaku dummy. Didn't know what was happening. But it was brilliant. In any case, I think that Germany and Spain are both pressing the reset button kind of on their next kind of generation of, of, of strong national sides. And so I'm excited to see what the younger crop of talent have here, especially out of Spain. Though I do think Spain, you mentioned the, the announcement, the selections, what was more peculiar, the announcement of the selections. There's just some strange omissions from the Spanish side. Uh, and so it's just, I, I don't know that I fully buy either of these sides. I still think they'll come out, but just, Watch out for Japan in this one for me, because I think Japan is typically there's always a big side that comes down, doesn't make it out of the group stages. We've yet to predict that side. Maybe it's coming later, but this is a group where I can see is vulnerable because you have two of these historic big sides. I think Japan is a, a potential dark horse here to knock one of them off, though I do still have Germany and Spain in that order. But Japan is one to watch for me. Why is, wait, yeah. why is Japan one to watch? Go ahead. They did well at the last World Cup. I feel like they're always kind of, uh, you know, given tough games and good performances at the at the World Cup. Whether whether or not they go all that far, I just don't. I think they're they're just a, they're tough out. They're tough out. And I just don't think that those other two sides are really the finished article for what this generation is going to be. Fair. And so they could be vulnerable to to something. Fair there. Play. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with 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 that. I kind of was looking at Spain and Germany, both those teams, and being like, okay, they're probably going to get out of this group. But then you, I was looking at it, and I'm like, what, what is going on with these teams? Like, with Germany, you usually have this weird, like, you always had these players that would show up for the national team and play it away. Like, Miroslav Klose for years and years and years and years plays. I don't know if you have that on these on these teams right now. I'm not sure who I'm looking at. You know, like, 
all those legendary players in their in their last runs. I'm not sure if they have that level of player. And then I think it might be an issue where I don't know where the goals are coming from. They don't have that nine. I think that's that's Miller's gonna find the goal, is gonna score, but I just don't I don't know if they have what they usually have, right? So and I think there's a little bit of that missing, that aura of like those players that step up and are just they play so well for the national mm-hmm. team. I'm not sure they have that this time around. I, it's still a good team on paper, and you know I think they could do well, but there's just something seems to be missing. And then I look at Spain, and I'm like, yeah, they've they've got the experience there, but there's some just very very young players who are being counted on to do things on a on a big stage. So it might be their coming out party, but it just feels like yeah, there's they're kind of caught in this flux where there's half of an old generation and this next generation that's coming. So. I don't, I don't know how to feel about either of them. I think they'll both get through, but yeah, if there's a team that's going to pick them up, it's probably Japan. Yeah. I uh, I lost a lot of the fear. The fear factor just shed from me like a skin when, when England beat them in the Euros. Like, not fully comfortably, but like very evenly matched game. And I was like, this is not how it goes. This is not Germany your point like Mario Gomez another great example of a dude who just rocks up every two four years and just puts on an absolute clinic closer one of the best to ever do it on the international stage now we're not entirely sure what this crop is like Serge Gnabry is he gonna have a massive tournament Leroy Sané um, obviously great players over at Bayern but are they going to become that next crop that can perform well, the World Cup, Kai Havertz, we talked about how he's having a bit of a weird time at Chelsea right now, and Werner's not going to be on the plane. So who's going to be out there making the difference? Um, I do still think they have the quality relative to Costa Rica and Japan. But for me, I think Spain is going to... I forget who said it, but Spain and Germany are both trying to announce their new generation at this World Cup. I think Spain Spain is going to do it to a slightly better degree than Germany. They seem to have a little bit more of consistency um, with with their selections. And I'm also looking at the Pedri Gavi connection there. Midfield. I'm excited to see what they can do. So I'm going Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. Alrighty then. Moving on to the business end. Three more groups. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. Why don't I... St- in that order. Why don't I start us off with a provocative thought? I've got Canada in second place and Croatia in third place. That's also what I got. Wow. Wow. Not, not so creative, are you, James? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, dis- I mean, let's discuss. Let's discuss. Canada, Canada was very dominant throughout CONCACAF. I watched a decent amount of CONCACAF, frustratingly slow, so, and they were. They were, I believe they were top, and they were comfortable. They were the first one to qualify, certainly. By a margin, yeah. Sh- shook out, yeah. But they were they were the only one to comfortably qualify. Uh, granted, I think that they had to do quite a bit of, um, you know, they, they, they played damn near the North Pole. So, you know, they really frustrated some of those Central America and, and uh, other teams with uh, with the temperature and all that. But really solid solid. The home solid games are getting played and, at none of it. Yeah, for me, I think Croatia, I do see Belgium topping this, obviously, here. But for me, Croatia, they experienced such highs kind of at the tail end of many of their great careers. I just, I feel a little let down coming. But they're 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 not to be uh, discounted, but it feels like Canada's on the ascendancy. Croatia, opposite direction for mm-hmm. me. 
can I ask why you guys are so high on Belgium? Oh, coming in. Didn't even consider the replacement of Belgium. Because for some reason, I look at the squad and I'm like, they're obviously loads of talent. Had a great showing last one, but this squad is old. And I, that could be a great thing, could be experienced. But I look at it, I'm like, they don't look nearly as, as dangerous to me as, as they did. And I, I guess you could make the same the same argument about Croatia. But I, I, I could see Belgium being the one that falls off in this group. So falls just, out of the top two, you're saying. Potentially, you're not. Yeah. But I don't, I don't. You're just asking questions. You're not. You're not nailing your colors to the mast. I think Croatia is going through. I think. I think that midfield is is very good. Is. Um, yeah. They always show up. They always. You show were just talking about Belgium uh, being old. We got some fossils we got to unearth from that Croatia team. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just you know I'm here to make conversation, <laughs> make debate. You I know, know you. I no, know you're I, you're I, a Perisic guy. Uh, well, Perisic. Less so, I think Brozovic is is really good. I, I think if anyone's gonna have a swan song, it's a player like Modric, in my opinion. So I think they they just they do have the right makeup in that midfield where I think they could still be yeah. good. Um, you know, obviously you've got KDB, you've got the team of Belgium. So I'm not saying it's that they're they're bad, but I think you know I don't know if I could see them being the one that that the surprise team that has a letdown. So and they do typically you know, underperform against expectations at the big stage. I feel like there was in Brazil, yeah. they were kind of like, are they going to be good enough? And they, they, they weren't quite, they barely beat the U S after Tim Howard's great display. And I think limped out against was it eventual winners, Germany or Argentina. I can't remember who they, who they lost to. And then just disappointed. And uh, the round of the quarterfinals, I believe in, in Russia. So it's fair play. I just, I, I see a little different out of them, but it's a completely fair analysis of this Belgium side I just in their defense I think they're still starting uh Spurs legends Otto Wilder and Vertonghen yeah, back there we got a little which, three at the back again I don't I'm not gonna I'm not here to throw shade at the Spurs but they're they're past it if we're honest right there I think they're both playing in uh the Belgian Pro League now you know so I think that they're that defense is vulnerable later in the tournament I would mm-hmm. I would say but a lot of quality in that side and just it's just KDB factor yeah. for me He's a guy who can take over a game on his own. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with Thomas. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of what he's going on. I I just for me, I just never been impressed with Belgium. I don't know, I just they have they have all the pieces there. They're like they're a lot like France. They have all the pieces there, but it just you know, they just I don't know, they just don't see they're they don't don't play as well as they should. Um and uh they are getting older. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just, on paper, yeah, they're winning. Uh, they might not win by large margins. But I just, yeah, I just don't see them. It, this could allude to a question that will be asked later in this pod. But um, I just, I don't see them coming out. And, uh, you know, the one of the teams in this entire tournament who is known for being kings of the north. And now we have a World Cup in the winter. So I think Canada is going to tap into that winter power energy <laughs> for this first time ever Winter World Cup. I think even though <laughs> I think it's going to embolden a free, them. A freeze is coming to Katsala. A freeze is coming. It's going to snow for the first time in the middle of the in, uh, middle of the the Middle East. That desert. might be a take quake that Canada is going to feel comfortable in the Qatari climate. 
I'm 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 gonna say it's gonna be Croatia tops the group. Canada's wow. number two. Belgium three. Morocco Who are you four. guys? Well, this is gonna be yeah, this is gonna be real doy doy when Croatia and Belgium go through, as their rankings would suggest. But I I think that's crazy talk. I think tournaments tournaments are so strange. Belgium. Can you picture De Bruyne walking off the pitch after three matches like his team's just been knocked out? Absolutely not. Lukaku, quality. Tielemans, quality. Courtois, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Maybe the less said about, about that three at the back, the better, but I don't know. But James, to, your, to that end, right, could you have pictured England and Brazil have been out of the World Cup after two games? Probably not, but they were. So it's just one of those things, these big teams fall... Like, routinely. Like, we don't know who it is, but there's going to be two teams where we're like, there's no way these teams could fall that are gonna that are just going to... Well, I guess collapse. my point is I maybe it's less of a hot take. I, I picture that pretty firmly for Croatia. I think they suffer from similar... Oh, I just wouldn't put them in that category. You just don't put them in that category? Even. Well, like World Cup Semi, winner. Semi-finalist I mean, I the, in 2018. Yeah. Oh, sorry, finalist. Yeah. Finalist. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, so. fair enough. But I think that they were... I mean, they had a parade. The whole country stopped to have a parade. Small team mentality. They, they won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like every player on Croatia has a third lung, <laughs> so it just it just allows them tapping to just in. just Argue just tapping in. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Colin's got the advanced analytics up. Uh, Morocco. <laughs> all right, fourth place. Just so it's on the record, I got Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco, and same. Your record's wrong. Okay, so it's it's the PDL. For the record, I have I have Belgium and Croatia going through. I just spent ten minutes slagging off Belgium. <laughs> Thomas, you made the old switcheroo. I love it. I love it. He couldn't. I'm standing strong. He couldn't, he couldn't pull strong. the trigger on Canada. My North American Canadian bros. Uh, I'm excited to see Jonathan David. Heard a lot about him. Never really watched him play. So let's see. Okay. Hey, you got Alfonso David. Group too, so. G. Otherwise known as the Brazilian cakewalk, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon to accompany the Joga Bonito. Colin, the floor is yours. So, I don't know about you guys, and I might have been reading the wrong lineup or roster, I should say, but <laughs> I just wasn't very impressed with Brazil's defenders. You know, everyone's talking about their attacking output. <laughs> Their midfield, you know, stacked with talent, but their defense—I just didn't really see anything that that told me that it was going to be a solid back line, back four, back three, whatever, whatever they're going to do. You do you want to walk me through um, that back line? Um, you know, I'm gonna have to pull it up real quick. I'm not ready for this, but um, I mean, you got you got Tiago Silva, you have fucking Danny Alves, just you know, coming back from the grave. You know, he's what, 53 right now? <laughs> this is how you twist the narrative. They got Marquinhos staring right, right in your face. Okay, well, Mar- <laughs> Slayton Danny Alves. <laughs> but Danny Alves was called up, was he not? Yes, he was called up. Are you, like- not gonna say, are you not going to say that he's not going to play any of these games? I'd say that about Connor Gallagher. And he was called up. Shout out, Carl. <laughs> well, there you go. I just, Point I don't know. Point proven. I just, I don't think that their defense is as impressive as their midfielder. I think that's fair. And I think that's forwards. a fair. That's um, a f- you know, I could be wrong. I still think that Brazil's going to go. I just, I think 
I still think they're going to go through. I just think that if there's going to be a chink in Brazil's armor, it's going to be their defense. Um, That's fair. I think they're going to spend a lot of resources kind of covering that, kind of like what England does. They spend a lot of resources covering that back line. Um, you know, I, again, I'm not saying they're not going to go out. They're still going to top this group. They're still going to make a deep run. They just have a lot of forward attacking talent. I just think that if there's going to be an issue with Brazil – and if someone's going to exploit it, it's going to be their back line, which I don't think is as strong as the rest of their team. Um, but uh, I think I think Brazil-Switzerland would be a good game. Um, I still think Brazil will probably come on top of that game. Switzerland would probably still give them a run for their money. I think it would be a very back-and-forth game because that's just what Switzerland is. Um, Serbia, I, I just I, – they got some some key players – um, I just don't don't really see them top, better than Brazil or Switzerland. Uh, Cameroon the same. So I'm going to say Brazil and Switzerland come out of this. Brazil on top, Switzerland the second spot. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was is, about is to Mitch, say, Mitrovic I'm, I'm liking Serbia. Serbia, guys. I'm liking Dusan Vlaovic. Guy. I'm liking Mitrovic. Oh, yeah. I'm liking Sergei yep. Milinkovic-Savic, who's been linked mm. with United over 100 times. I'm, I'm looking forward to finally seeing him play. Um <laughs> A hundred times in And I don't summer. need to name a Serbian defender just to know that they, they've got it they've got it figured out back there. Like Serbian defenders are just good. They got it all sorted. So I'm 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 preferring them to Switzerland. I do wait, Colin, in all of that, do you do you have Brazil finishing first in that group? Okay. All right. I do, yes. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't trying to take it away. I wasn't trying to I say did. that Brazil was gonna make it out of it. I'm just saying thoughts. that the chain Exactly, exactly. I, I'm saying that Brazil isn't the perfect yep. team out oh, of out of this group. But yes, they are they will they'll they'll be they'll well, be top of the group. To wrap my little spiel up, I've got Serbia above Switzerland and sadly uh Cameroon in last last place there. Thomas, it seemed like you were liking Serbia. Yeah, I mean I think for the same reasons. Mitrovic has been on fire kind of everywhere he's been at the club level. Vlahovic uh, other aforementioned players, James mentioned. I think I think the Serbs are are going to be good. Um, Brazil's probably going to walk away with the group, and then I don't know. I just I just I just love to bet against Jaka, so <laughs> I have the Swiss going out. He's wearing uh, the armband and the number ten. It should, I mean that enough just said, huh? Wow. <laughs> well, exactly. In previous seasons, I think so, but this season, it's goddamn death sentence. <laughs> Do you think he bleaches his hair again? It should. He should. That would be great. Or be or great. a different color. Scored a goal in Russia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a tough race between for second between Switzerland, Cameroon, and Serbia. I think it's a bloodbath for 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 second here. I think it could go any way. I am giving the edge uh, to Switzerland, but I love like S- Serbia is one of those teams that if they can bring it all together with those attackers, you look for. We talk about difference makers the world stage like who's going to win you a game who's going to win you get you those key goals serbia's got enough of those where i don't know the switzerland does so i i I don't hate that shout and then just brazil you know they could they could sub in their front three three times over and still be better than might be seeing some rotation in the world cup here yeah you have to think they play a double a double pivot and throw on just one more like with the amount of attackers that they brought and the quality of attackers that they brought You'd think that they're right. throwing four of those guys right. out with Neymar kind of playing the ten. Right. That's my assumption. 
Yeah. So Thomas and I, Brazil, Serbia, Patrick and Colin, Brazil, Switzerland. Is that right? Battle lines drawn so. yet again. That is All great. right, let's wrap it up with Group H. This is a tasty one, fellas. Uruguay, Portugal, Korea, Ghana. Extreme representation yet again. I, for one, am circling mm. Uruguay, Ghana. I cannot wait for that grudge match. That, is, of course, is the, the Luis Suarez handball mm. on the line. And it's... It's the last dance for a lot of these Uruguay players. The Cavani-Suarez combo. Um, I, they're always good for a moment in the World Cup, these Uruguayans. So I can't wait to see them play. And, of course, that's leaving out the man of the moment right now. See Ronnie, CR7, heading off to a World Cup where he seemingly just ostracized half of his teammates. <laughs> we're gonna see how this one goes down talk to me fellas where are we leaning i'll take this one then uh i got i got portugal falling out here i think that it's a, it's enough of a distraction the quality is immense but this is this is my team where there's there's one every world cup or you think there's no way and i think that it's going to be portugal this time around. I think there's just enough of calamity. And I think that they're going to fall. I think the quality of all three of the other sides is good enough to beat them if they're not on their day. And it feels like Portugal always kinds of lays an egg in the World Cup. They played the USA twice in the last two times the USA was there, and they haven't won against that team. They've struggled that's, that's, that's World Cup-wise and know. then had Team and of this is with the prime Euros. Ronaldo. Right. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. But... I've got to watch. This is this is my chaos group. Maybe it was just the end of the groups, but I got I got Uruguay top in the group. One last dance. Got Ghana coming in second, Portugal, and then and then Korea Republic. But I could see any one of these teams finishing first. Any one of these teams finishing fourth. This is the group of of chaos for me. I like it. I like I like how this is your group of chaos. But there's only like like Portugal big name, but there's not like a bunch of big names. It's not like Portugal, Germany, and like like Belgium, you know, it's, right. it's, it's a lot of like, I, I don't mean disrespect by saying smaller teams, but like Ghana, South Korea, I mean, even Uruguay to, to an extent, even though they are world cup winners, like a lot of smaller teams just really kind of like going at it. Um, I just, for me, I just, I've a, a lot like Belgium, even more so than Belgium. I just am so just, I just hate watching Portugal. I just think they play with just pure vibes. I think that's all they do. I think, uh, you know, I, I just don't like how their coach sets them up. I don't like how their coach uh, plays certain players in certain positions. I just don't like how they play. I don't like how they just get just lucky ass goals to win. It just makes me so angry to watch Portugal. Like when the Portugal won the Euro, their whole ride, they didn't win a single game in in, in uh regulation time and it just made me so angry because it made me feel like fifa made that rule just we for got Portugal quite a few portuguese players on the united team colin <laughs> <laughs> we sure do and frustrations uh, bleed over and tell tell me tell me uh tell me what they've been saying <laughs> in the last 24 hours uh, and see uh how, how how many of them are yeah. going to be still here after january um 
Yeah, I would I would have to agree with Pat. I think uh I think Portugal doesn't make out of this. I think all of this I think all of this uh nonsense with um Cristiano Ronaldo with United um you know and he's not he's not I'm I mean he's not really that fit. I mean he hasn't played well at all. Um I don't know if that's going to carry over or not. Um so we'll have to see. But uh I also think Uruguay, you know, they're an aging squad. I don't know. This could be a very interesting, a very interesting group. Um, it's really hard to put my tongue on on any 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 one any one of these four can make it out. Uh, it's just a it's just gonna be a group group of just a big big spicy meatball. Um, well, I hope you find your tongue. You find a way to put your tongue on that meatball yeah. at some point, Colin. I'll just I'll I'll just start. I'll just pick up each team. I'll just give it a nice little dab. <laughs> Round the tongue. Just a nice little savory lick. See which one is tastier. <laughs> Thomas, uh, I think that's a perfect transition to you. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, this is definitely the group I look at where I'm like, yeah, this is this is probably going to be the tightest one, uh, top to bottom. Uh, Portugal, it's like this weird thing where you're, you're kind of like, they're back to where they almost were. You know what you think about Portuguese teams like in the 2000s where it's like so much quality throughout the pitch and then you go where act where are the goals coming from and that's in the assumption that like Ronaldo's not starting every game not not that that's uh that talisman for them kind of get that feeling that like just the way he was willing that team to the euros with his shorts hiked up on the crutches he's he's big enough where i think he could actually drag them down so i think that could be a bigger distraction than you think um they're probably still the best team on paper i mean you've got bernardo silva who's probably one of the best players in the world on that team um you know, Fernandez. I mean, there's a lot of good players on there, so hard to discount them, but I could definitely see them faltering. Uh, I think Uruguay is going to be really good. They always show up tough World Cup. Yes, they're running with uh, several kind of very familiar faces, but I think Suarez had, what, like 14 goals and 15 for them in qualifying, so he's still able to do it for the national team. Uh, you know, Bettencourt has been playing out of out of his mind, so i got to give him a shout. But I think, yeah, Uruguay, Uruguay mm-hmm. has, a, has a really, really <clears throat> solid team. So I definitely could see them going through as the other as the other team there, but it's a tough one. You know, I, I, I want to show Sonny some love, but I think I think on the whole it's going to be tough for for Korea to go toe to toe with with the yeah. rest of these teams. Because um, I think I think Ghana Ghana could be surprisingly good as well. I mean, they've got a pretty look at them. They've got they've got a pretty good team as well, just on on the whole. So I think it'll be a tough group, and I I could definitely see Portugal being being one to fall out. But yeah, that 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 grudge match is yeah. going to be. Is going to be excellent. Um, as you guys now know from this podcast, I just establish rules in my head and make them law and in, in how I decide and determine how these groups end up. Uh, Korea, I, I've, I've got a little bit of Poland syndrome with them. I think it's a detriment when you have a player who's head and shoulders better than the rest of the team because it's, it's feed him the ball, feed him the ball. Um, I don't know about you guys. I can't name another player on the South Korea national team. So I... I struggle to imagine Son's going to get to play to the to the height of his talents as as the main conduit in this team. That being said, I don't have them in last place um, because, again, all due respect, I think Ghana is the lowest ranked nation coming into the World Cup. Um, it's not the Ghana of old. It's pretty much run by the IU brothers, who at best scored some cute goals for Swansea and uh, what was the other team? Was it West Ham? I don't know. doesn't matter. So, not to worry about Ghana, not to worry about Korea Republic. That leaves the two 
the two teams at the top, Portugal, I'm fa- I I agree with those issues. I'm not fading them as hard as you guys are. I've got Portugal in second place, and I am excited for Last Dance Uruguay. I got them in first. Diego Godin with the armband. Betson Kerr coming in on some great form. And, of course, Suarez Cavani up front. Why not? Put Forlon back out If there, that's why the not? theme. Hell yeah. Back. Yeah. Our blonde conquistador. Has has uh, has Cavani even played a single minute of He's football on his own private regiment. United? No, I don't know. Yeah. I, I trust that guy's fitness, though. If he was, if there's anybody on their own fitness regiment. If that guy says he's ready to play, he's ready to play. To and on his own. Don't worry about the opposite situation. I think he's got. Oh, yeah, Darwin that guy. Darwin Nunez. Yeah, he'll be there. What a front line. And apparently, Facundo Palistri starts for Uruguay. Um, I mean, Cavani's got. Oh, Fede wow. in their midfield as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a sneaky side. Yeah. Cavani's got like four goals this season, I think, for Valencia. Oh, he's, that's right. He went to Valencia. Wild. Well, yeah. fellas, um, let's just get right down into it without digging into the minutiae of how our brackets play out because they're all different and individualized. Let's get right down to Final Four. Who's ready to tip their hand? Tell us who's going to the semis. I'll start with one team. And I think this is a team I like that we this, like I like this way of going about the it. Final four, and that is, yeah. And I think that we should be shamed if not everybody else has this team. So I'll start with. I'll, brave. I'll take Brazil. Very brave. Brazil is a semifinalist. Does anybody not have Brazil? Just poker face down there. Thomas seems a little, a little confused. Perhaps. No, I'm just. I'm looking. I. I, I think they're going to be there. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll actually also, I'll go with number two. I'm going to take their commonable counterparts, Argentina, to also make a trip to the semifinals, which might be a bit more controversial, but hardly so. I would also have to agree. I think they would they would play each other, right? If they both top the group, yes, they would. Or if they both finish second. They would have to finish first and second in uh, in their respective groups to have a potential final matchup. Yeah, no, I definitely see them both topping their groups. So that would be... That would be a very frosty. So the lads unanimously right have there. Brazil playing Argentina in the semis. It's 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 lock it in. It's guarantee. It's set in stone. I mean, who's it's put a hundred on it? If we take off, it's it would it would be a um, where I could see this being interesting is potentially a second place France. Second place France would would match up first with Argentina, which would be a very tasty round of that would repeat one of, of the games uh, of the tournament in twenty eighteen. Remember that? It would. It would be a real real sumptuous treat. That, uh, but no, I I think that other than that, right? Do you see Netherlands? Maybe a Germany? Like uh, it's it's tough to see another team uh, really stopping either of them in the. First I'm ready to ruffle stages. some feathers based on how you guys were making some selections. I've got France-Belgium in my other semifinal. I got France-Belgium. Wow. I I, I believe in these teams, despite on Belgium's side, poor record and underperforming stars that are now aging, and France, this sense of dysfunction around their team, alleged dysfunction. So, okay. I've got Belgium with you. 
but I have them against. Uh, I have France beating England. England in the quarterfinals. I uh, th- that might be a little bit of self preservation mm-hmm. there, but talk about like funky sure. storylines going into the World Cup. I might just be like inundated with English media to my brain versus French media. I don't know what they're talking about over in the Louvre. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think England England will make every single game sweaty, but I I rate them in the clean sheet category. For we start in Maguire. You shouldn't, but, we, but you will. <laughs> it's going to be back three no, every won't. single game. No, no way in hell. <laughs> Thomas, you've been silent. I think you're figuring out your bracket live. That's my only guess. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out actually how how this whole thing with seeding works. So I'm like a little bit like, wait, I might say something. This may not make sense, but I feel like the Danes could make a push. I've been I've been high on them. I'm going with them. Semi-finalists in the Euros? So we've got... Yeah, yeah, if you have if you have the Danes top in the group, that France I, oh, match up the James. I like Denmark too. Potential quarterfinal. I like Denmark so too. In my bracket, Denmark, in my yeah. bracket, they're going up against Denmark's Argentina in the round side. of sixteen, so it's just not going to happen. But yeah, it's a big it, and that's and that's actually something that's worth that's pretty notable. Like, how important is it to win Group D? Because second place in Group D, right, almost certainly right. faces Argentina in the round of sixteen. Same thing with group. Was it Group H? Yeah, it's Group H. You know, Group H mm-hmm. is the is where you would face Brazil, right off rip if you finish second in that group, that chaotic group. That I'm very on. chuffed for Brazil Portugal round of sixteen. Colin, who are your other your other two teams? You know, I'm also with Thomas on this one, uh, trying to figure this out Fan- in real time. Fantastic. <laughs> Just trying to figure out the right side. Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of split decisioned. I played both sides of the coin, uh, especially with the France and Belgium groups, because in my heart, I don't think France or Belgium make it out of the group, but realistically speaking, they probably will, unfortunately, and it will be very disappointing. Not so much in your heart, because who I am. <laughs> it's not so much because who I am. It would just be disappointing just to watch. I just think sure. those games will just be boring as hell. Let's just be real here. Be boring as hell. Lukaku is going to be giving us a thousand thumbs up, you know, every single game after he, you know, chuffs a, a one-two pass at, you know, at center circle. Feet like bricks. Oh, Feet like bricks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, realistically, yeah, I would probably have to say. What was it? France, Belgium. Wait, I thought you said they weren't making you, it out James. of the group. Oh, but in, I, your, in, in your my mind, heart, yeah. But realistically, realistically, yes. Mind overpowers the heart. Um, yeah, I would have to say that they. They. What do you make of Germany, Colin? Where do you see them faltering if they're not in your semifinals? I see them getting out. I don't know. I don't know because I'm just like I don't know if they're going to be able to top the group or not. Um, if they top the group, they're running into Brazil. Yeah, which would be quarters. tough. And if they and if that happens, I do not see them beating Brazil. I do not. No. <laughs> I do that seven to one is going to come back real hard against Germany. Um, who do they play if they don't top that group? Yep. it would be Belgium if you rate Belgium to top their group, which I think is probably a likely scenario. <sighs> yeah, though not I, in your heart. We're making two I mean, brackets. Again, one is Colin's heart. Brazil one is Belgium. Colin's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The heart and the mind. 
realistically and okay. than what I would love. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I think I think coming out of coming out of Group E is just tough. It's it's tough. It's Belgium or Brazil, to to be to be fair. Um, unless uh, unless Belgium kind of kind of scuffs it, and it's uh, either Croatia or Canada, which would be hilarious. If it's Canada top in the group, Germany's going to Germany's going to the 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 quarters, right? The quarters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't think I don't think Germany. I think Germany's one World Cup behind being sure good, making deep runs again. I just this is their first this their new coach in this first big tournament. Um, I know he was the right hand man of of uh, Bolsniffer Lowe for the longest time, um, but I think being a head coach is just also a different monster. And I think there's a lot of young players, so I just don't I just don't see them going very 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 far so unfortunately hurts the heart and the mind all right well then <laughs> let's let's close it out who do we Wait, have did we have thomas's for world cup did you give us your four i don't even know anymore i think, I, <laughs> I think he threw a denmark maybe against yeah. belgium was it yeah brazil Argentina, well, you don't like belgium so, belgium so much what you don't like belgium so much do you no just I don't a, know why. Just a stank. Just, 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 just going to be anti-Belgium on this Yeah, pod. I'm telling you, they're boring and disappointing. Um, I, I feel, I don't know if this is possible, but I'm going to throw England in there as well. Just, hey, just, no, just you cover your tracks. Possible. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be, depending on where they're Would yeah. it be England-Denmark if that's the case? I don't know, there's the a lot case. of permutations going on here, fellas. I'm confused. Let's yeah. get to the fast. finals. <laughs> Patrick, talk to me. Yeah. A week before Christmas, <laughs> 7 a.m. in the morning, we're crowning a World Cup winner at the Lucille Stadium. I was hoping it was going to be at the Education me, City Stadium. It's coming back to the Maracana, Neymar and Co. Taking it home. The Brazilians are beating Belgium is my pick. I've got Belgium making it all the way. And it is it is it is the sketchiest I have felt about a finalist I have picked because they could get dumped. very well. They, yeah. I could see them completely falling on their plate. Yes, I could I could see them falling on their face. But I think Brazil <laughs> is that team uh if that's the semifinal Argentina and Brazil, that's the final for me. I I think that those are my two favorites to win the World Cups. Whoever comes out of that particular semifinal, I rate against anybody else in the field. Two best teams in the world uh, for me, so I'm taking I'm taking Brazil, and but wouldn't it be sweet if Messi was able to pull it off? But I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning I'm leaning Brazil just due yeah. to overall quality in that side. Tommy, Colin, any thoughts? I would have to go the opposite of Patrick. It would still come back to the Americana, but I think it's going to be Argentina topping France. In the final, I think Messi gets his uh, gets his sending off for his last major tournament. Um, I just think Argentina just has just a very perfectly balanced squad, um, and I think, uh, like James said, I think the the winner of the Brazil Argentina semifinal is going to uh, take it, and I think Argentina is going to beat Brazil because that's it's. From yeah. recent memory, it's, that's what um, happened last. It's summer. a messy so, goal in minute ten, and then Emmy Martinez yeah. takes it from there. 
He's like, I got, I got it. <laughs> Say less. The brick wall. I mean, that's a a commonable battle with those amount of with stakes. Those, those high stakes on the world stage would be. It's just going to be a lot of. It's going to be if you're if you're a fan of the sport, um, just hide from the the rest of your American friends that watch that game yeah. because they're going to yeah. tell you how shit the sport is after <laughs> those two teams go totally oh, man. It's in the shithouse bowl. I mean, they're going to have to have ambulances just waiting to pick up <laughs> anyone that's just just gets touched, just rolling yeah. around like they've lost a limb. They're going to set a world record <laughs> for physios on the touchline. Yeah. I, I, there'd be a good over-under how many uh, cards mm-hmm. are brandished that, that game. Yeah, smack uh, over for sure. Well, like you, Patrick – I actually have a I have Brazil winning, but I have a rematch of the 1998 World Cup final. I got France in there, which again feels like picking Gonzaga in my bracket. It's like we're either going all the way or we're out in the second round. So I feel slightly less comfortable about my France pick, but I'm going off experience and quality there, beating Belgium in the semifinals. Uh, yeah. Tommy, any objections? No, but I, I think on paper, just looking at at, at strength of squad, you feel like it's going to be Brazil, but something's telling me it's Argentina. I just I don't know. It just feels like Messi's going to have his moment, and it's going to wow. Real team of destiny vibes. And I think they are. A damn be, good it would be team. awesome. That'd be yeah. really awesome. Amazing. And it'll be against England because that'll wow. hurt the most of my. An Argentina England. <laughs> Really a Falkland Islands Mainly conflict Carl. out in Qatar. You get a hand of God with Anthony Taylor refusing to check VAR. The spirit, the spirit of Maradona That's alive and well. That's my nightmare. It's it's snowing in Qatar. Well, yeah. Shout out, um, shout out the FA because over the last four years, FIFA has said, "Yep, you've turned the tail," and they've invited Anthony Taylor and Michael Oliver to the big no. show after having no referees represented in 2018. Last four years of English football said, yep, we'll be having that. Incredible. Let's get on in, boys. Incredible. The best and brightest. All right, folks. That's unfortunate. Just to round (laughs) us out here, give me your top goal scorer for the tournament and one random take quake to look out for. It can be anything. Let's go around the horn. Patrick, why don't you get the juices going? Goal score is going to be Lukaku. The guy is, yeah, the guy's a disaster, but he's also just a beast, (laughs) especially at that stage. And he always seems to perform pretty well with that Belgian side. I think he's their all-time leading scorer. When it's all said and done in his career, it's going to be one of the strangest things. He's going to rack up the biggest total transfer sum, but he's also probably going to be top 10 in terms of all times of goals scored for, you know, club and country, given how uh, young he started. So I'm going with Lukaku. Um, the, the German kid, I'm giving my young player the tournament to, Musala. I think that's his name. Musiala. Like that. Musiala. Uh, I think that kid's special. I think he's 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 the real deal uh, for the future. What are we doing? Golden, golden Goose. Golden Gloves. Player of the tournament is going to go to Neymar because it's a political reward. And if I have Brazil winning, i got to stick in, in line with that. Um, who's getting the Golden Gloves? I feel like Courtois in a loss in the final. Standing on his head, giving up, you know, one nil nil penalty time. shootout counts as a clean sheet. We'll get the glove. <laughs> Suppose it would, wouldn't it? But yeah. And then, what else am I doing? Donkey something. 
dumpster fire. USA, <laughs> USA is getting zero points. Look at zero points. Zero You're a points. disgrace. Not even a tie. I want Gre- I want him to leave Greg over there. Fire him there. Yeah. Have him book his own. All right, call goal. Top goal scorer. Random take. I'm gonna say top goal scorers. Uh, I'm just gonna just go out on a on a limb here. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Kareem Benzema of France as the top goal scorer. Um, I think everything's just gonna be kind of like put up on a silver platter. Um, I think uh, I think realistically, hopefully. Uh, um, Kylian Mbappe shares a little bit more this time. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I think Kareem Benjamin is going to be sitting there just getting clean up from uh, everything that's been ricocheted or blocked from from the goalkeepers that they face. Um, so I'm going to say Benzema for golden boot. Um, uh, best player of the tournament. I'm going to go with uh, Lino Messi. Cause Talk I about Argentina political winning. award. I got Messi um, too. He's like, it doesn't yeah. even matter if he bounces big, big. out in the quarters. It's just like great tournament, Messi. You're our, you're our hero. <laughs> yeah, right. Great, greatest ever. Um, young player. Um, I would I would have to say with either Musiala or is is Foden. Is he still considered a young player? I think Foden's going to have a good tournament. Don't hate if, that. If England goes far, ish. Um, Golden Glove. I think um, I think uh, your boy Emmy. From Argentina is probably gonna get the Golden Glove. I just think I just think Argentina is just going to just steamroll everything through here. I just think that they're just gonna be a, just a nice, just solid brick of pure football, and it's gonna be great. Um, and then what was the last one? Dumpster fire, dumpster fire. Um, I would have to also agree with the United States, but I'm also gonna say Portugal for recency bias. Mm-hmm. Like that. Thomas. All right. You guys have taken some of my golden go- golden boot picks, but I'll go with uh, I'll go with my boy Harry Kane, even though I don't think it's actually going to happen. Uh, coming in on on empty for this tournament after playing in the League Cup. Full How many minutes. pens? How many pens in the in the tally? <laughs> oh, probably two or three pens. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All well earned penalties at that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, Player tournament. I gotta go with Messi if I'm going with Argentina. Um, let's see. I I don't even remember the other categories I was supposed to get into, but I I feel like the I feel like Suarez is gonna find a way to top <laughs> yeah. even his worst behavior at this tournament, and it might happen. <laughs> yeah. the first game. That's what that's what we do. need. A good sending off. I'm here for that. Talk yeah, about like a really really bad red card. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Uruguay, Portugal might be fireworks. I'd be okay with that. Uh, uh, that is my, I'm most excited for that group. Group B, Group H, look out for it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to beat the horse too much. But uh, goal scorer, I got Benzema. Player of the tournament, I got Messi. Pure politics. If he makes it to the knockout round, you might as well book it. He's getting it. Dumpster fire, we talked <laughs> about Croatia. I don't have any two, I don't have any giants really going out in the, uh, in the groups. I feel like they're well balanced enough that the best teams will go through and then from that moment on if James is just big numbers guy. Just looks at numbers. A nerd. <laughs> the big the higher Total the number nerd you're vibe. Going through. Well folks, <laughs> thank you guys for jumping on, talking World Cup. 
Qatar, we might not have liked it, but it's here. So we might as well get ready for it. And thank you for preparing us all together. Lads, I know we'll be watching together, especially England, USA. Looking forward to it. Up the boys, three lines on the shirt. And until next time, we will see you after the World Cup on Prem de la Prem. What's going on, Prem Hits? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem Head. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. I might not even have to touch that.